This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Rob is nursing a hangover from seeing Metallica and Patera last night. Rob is about to be 40, so he felt like he needed to go do an activity, where he could feel like, the youngest person in the room. Our IPA livecast starts. Now. Rob, you saw Ken Patera? Yeah, I saw Ken Patera at the Patera show. I didn't know that was happening. Was he signing stuff? Did he look okay? Uh, yeah, he was signing people's parking tickets as he was allowing them in because he's a parking lot attendant. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Like Mike Airman Trust? Welcome to RIP Livecast. Gotta take it slow today, boys. I had, two, I had some drinks last night. Oh, no. Uh, you hung over. I'm not really hungover. I'm surprised. I, I made sure to drink a lot of water, to have like some food when I get home. So I'm, I'm doing okay. Glad to hear. But as a 40-year-old, as a near 40-year-old, as, as one month, under a month until I turn 40, wow. I'm feeling it. You got to uh, be careful on these Friday nights. You know, we have a show to do. You got to be very professional, Rob. <laughs> Well, I'm sober now, and by sober, I mean, you know, I took a few hits of weed to, like, oh. feel feel a lot, feel something. Does that Balance help you out? That helps. Uh, sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I'm not really that hungover. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating for the show. But I see. When, when I was hungover back in my drinking days, uh, or my binging days, I should say, not so much drinking, uh, oh, it definitely Jesus. helped in the morning. Uh. Yeah, but yes, I did go to see Metallica and Pantera and Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. On uh, is that how it's said, night. or do you just say the letters? Uh, yeah, no, you just say the. I I, I think it's just Mammoth. Like the letters are silent. Oh, like really? The, well, because huh. Mammoth was the name of uh, Van Halen before they were Van Halen, before David Lee Roth joined the band. Oh, and I did so not it's kind of like a tribute to his father. Kind of like a BCAD kind of thing, uh, except without the religious connotation. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, it was really fun. I want to my a fr- my friend messaged me a few days ago saying he had uh, an extra ticket and and wanted to see if I'd like to join him. My first question was, where are the seats? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a stadium. Like, going to a stadium concert is far more of a commitment than going to a theater, you know, like a 2,000 cap oh, yeah. room. Uh, and, and it's a stadium in New Jersey. Exactly. And the show aligns with you having to drive in rush hour, which is like rush hour in New York, I very much avoid it's the worst time of the day but especially on a friday exactly exactly this it's is like, like the worst time the, for you to the, do this the drive. stars have a line yeah. for a panic attack in your car uh-huh. <laughs> and so what is what on the way back was a 35 minute drive <laughs> uh on the way there was a two-hour drive <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds right uh, because and and most of it was in Midtown Manhattan. And look, I don't want this isn't a fucking traffic show. We'll check into the Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in a moment, but uh, what it's like once I get to Midtown, and you have to get to Midtown. You have one. You have to get between thirty fourth and forty second, which is Times Square. It's like the busiest part of Manhattan. 
and you are you are going into the heaviest concentrated area. There was a moment where I was like, oh, okay, it's a little standstill traffic. Let me check my phone for a second. And then I look up and I'm like, I've been sitting here for 10 minutes. I haven't moved. I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here. And you find like, I found like another route. It was, it was intense. <laughs> but then even when you get to the stadium, it's like 15 minutes of driving around just to get to your parking spot, you know, like it's, Did you have it's, reserved parking or is it like chaos? No. First come, first serve. First come, first serve. My friends were already there. They had parked in a, you know, a, an earlier slot. So most of the spots were taken and most of the entrances to that gate were cl- were closed by a a, 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 a barrier, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a metal guard, a steel guard or whatever, a steel guardrail. And uh, fi- I found one entrance where it wasn't closed and uh, and then so I, I just got in there and I happened to find a spot by these people that were tailgating and taking up way too many spots. Yeah. <laughs> so bless them for saving me a spot. Uh, and then I met up with my buddy Seth and we actually ran into a bunch of people I knew, including my good friend, Jose Mangan. Oh, no. And... Oh. oh, no, it was great. I thought he was he West Coast. He was West Coast. He flew out for these shows. This is the kickoff, the North American kickoff of the Metallica 72 Seasons Tour. With I love Jose Mangan. I do. do. It was great to see him. And, uh, oh, I guess we're streaming on Twitter today instead of uh, Twitch. I made a little mistake. I just noticed. Oh, good job. Uh, Does that matter? A little oopsie. Should we just cancel the show? No, we can keep going. We can go on? Uh, It's fine. Uh, but, um, what was I saying? <laughs> Before I, Jose oh, Mansion. Jose. I saw a few other people. I saw my friend Brian from Rockfeed, uh, and, and a bunch of people I saw in the parking lot. And then I, I, there was great people watching as well. A lot of people tailgating. Well, hold on, hold on. You're, you're talking about your friends, your friend who hooked you up with the ticket. Is this an industry friend? Was this a ticket he paid for or got for free? Oh, no, no, no. I paid for these tickets. And he you paid for the ticket. Well, I Whoa. paid for my ticket. No, 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 no. I paid for the ticket that he gave me. I mean, not for the full whole... price. Uh, I I don't know. I asked. No markup. No markup. For sure. No. Uh, well, he had because he had the combo, I think, because it's a two night event. Uh-huh. Metallica are doing two nights in each stadium. It's only about, I think, uh, eight, show, eight, eight, eight cities across the country. Uh, and, and a stop in Montreal. Uh, Sorry, Guillermo. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to the Nebraska stadium. No day aside <laughs> on this. Uh... Uh, but uh, yeah, so, oh, so right. I was saying like, where are the seats? The mm-hmm. seats ended up being pretty good. Uh, they they were in the 200s, but. Was that also was the like, price tag? No, it was only. What What is it with you and, and, and finances? Sid? I'm these curious very, how expensive the show un, was. Uncouth. Well, I could tell you a combo ticket uh, mm-hmm. for that in that section was probably like 300. Uh, and I definitely oh. paid less than 150. I guess that's not the end so, of the world. Two nights. Yeah. But like. Bucks? Yeah. Uh, but then like if you wanted to get floor, it's like 450 basically four or, or the 100s is like 455, like somewhere around that. Was there like a pit? In the floor, like a general admission, or was it all seats? Yeah, the general admission. The floor okay. is standing. And, and then within the floor, there is the snake pit, because it's a round stage, and then the center is hollowed out, and so fans can go in the center and stand and then, there. Okay. 
And is it easy to get out of there or like, are you stuck there? for? Yeah, the yeah, there's there's the two. Well, like on the there's two ends of the circle that are a little elevated and that's like the tunnel to get into the snake pit. OK. Uh, and so, yeah, no, it was a, the stage was really massive to the point that I feel uh, Pantera, who went on for who went on before Metallica. They clearly were not experienced playing around stage because they would just hang out at like one part of the stage for an entire song. And then one person would walk around, <laughs> you mm. know, and then they would kind of do their laps. But uh, uh, it was uh, pretty I was, Pantera. I came in with no ex. I, I, I actually had a curiosity. I was like, oh, what's this going to be like? You know, this is something that has been wondered about for so long. Something that I stopped caring about uh, that the, I stopped caring about once Vinnie Paul died because I was like, okay, now it really is like, who cares? You know, yeah. when before when it was Dimebag, I was like, okay, like it's obviously not going to be the same, but it could be a really cool tribute to him. There's plenty of great uh, guitarists that could fill in. But then once Vinnie died, I was like, okay, that's it. Like it's just I don't care anymore. You it's know? not Pantera uh, anymore. Yeah, and and look. Zach Wilde and Charlie Benante are phenomenal musicians. I am not uh, uh, criticizing there. And they did amazing, uh, uh, especially Charlie. Charlie held the whole thing down. It was very impressive to watch him. But the whole thing, I came in with middle-of-the-road expectations, I guess, not not positive or negative. And I ended up being sorely disappointed. No, uh, no, it was not fresh. <laughs> Phil, Phil's voice was good. He's a smart mu musician, as we've discussed previously, where he knows his limits and his range. But because of that, there were huge chunks of songs where he would be like, let me hear you. Uh, it's, like all the, it's all the high parts. You got to uh, pay me some of that fee you're getting for this? <laughs> I'll sing. But we got actually got some of the soundboard here. Oh. I don't know if this is. He does sound good, actually. Every fucking time I think it's out of my head. God damn it. He's very auto-tuned, it sounded like. And I'm surprised he said no diggity doubt. He's trying to use like urban slang, I think, to appeal to the people he offended. <laughs> by saying white power. Uh, the other thing that really bothered me is I could not hear Zach's guitar for shit. It was like the the Rex Brown show. Every riff, I would only hear the bass. Like it was, it was as if Rex Brown was like Hulk Hogan. He was like, "Brother, you got to turn me up, brother. Turn him down." <laughs> this is oh. all about me. No, I, I, maybe I don't know like that that's depending the case. on the side of the stage. Oh. So I was wondering also maybe it's because it's an open air arena and I'm relatively uh, further up. But no, I looked at footage from my friends that were closer and it sounded just as oh. like bass. It was all percussion. There was no guitar like the, you hear the drums very clearly, very loud in the mix. You hear the bass. No, guitar. it was so hard to get into. The other thing is like this is, I guess, my first time seeing pantera <laughs> and uh they were always described by friends of mine who would go as a very dangerous band uh, to see live in the sense that their crowds are maniacal ah. mm -hmm. uh but i did not see that here well, well i mean that was like 25 years ago yeah right. exactly it was like oh man these are just like 
Everyone's just old. <laughs> and also, this wasn't their headlining show. It was Metallica. And I do not think Pantera translates to a stadium setting. Uh, it just, it's such a, like, they're kind of the, they're kind of a hardcore band, you know? Mm. Like, their riffs are very, there's, like, breakdowns. And, like, there's moments mm. that you would find in a hardcore song. And it's just, like, without the intimacy and like the sweat of even a, like i said a 2000 person venue something is really lost with their uh delivery and presentation uh, and i don't mean that necessarily as a knock i'm sure they got to make their money but overall i was very disappointed it wasn't just me uh uh my buddy was also i'm gonna i'm gonna throw him under the bus with me but <laughs> And it it sounded low. It was like if I was in the car, I'd be like, turn that up. Turn up the volume. It sounded low. And again, I was wondering if this was maybe because of my section, but absolutely not. The moment Metallica came on. What about Mammoth? It sounded better. Mammoth sounded fine. Weird. But also, Mammoth, I'm not as familiar uh, with the music, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I can't really say, like, what I was missing. But but just sounding low or not, you could... Yeah, you no, don't need to I, it, know was, what... it was clear. No, it was <laughs> maybe it's supposed to sound low though. I wanna I wanna almost give them the benefit of the doubt that because this is their first night on the stadium tour, maybe there were just sound issues. But you have to think they had a thorough sound check. Like this isn't mm. some fly by night show. This is a tens of millions of dollar yeah. show, uh, you know, where like this is a pro a pro is pro could be. This also, isn't Perp Walk doing Havana. I can't no, hear the no, singer's no. voice. Turn it up. <laughs> exactly. Also, the the set looked crazy i remember uh one of our listeners went to the first show in amsterdam do you remember who it was uh i think it may have been the uh, uh shifty shortcake okay it might have been uh and he was talking about the set and, I, and I, at the time i was like oh like i i usually care about those things but i'm like oh that's it like for a Meta- like metallic or whatever but it is really fascinating how everything is kind of put together and connected because they have to construct the whole thing, the lighting rigs, uh, the speakers and everything. So all of it is kind of they have these tower, these four towers that have video screens on the top of them. And then everything is kind of connected with wires through those towers. It, it's like they built a little mini Metallica city with the stage and everything. Uh, they, they must have spent a pretty penny on that. And I can't imagine breaking that down and setting that up every week. You know, that, that's a process. And that's something like this was top of the line production. Metallica. Once Metallica came on, it was like, okay, this is why I'm here. Like I was like, so I I realized I have a uh, I have a, a cell phone attention span rule. It's like I will not look at my cell phone at the start of a band until I reach a point where I'm no longer engaged. I'm like, okay, let me. <laughs> and like for Pantera, it was like. Uh, four or five songs, but the, the sound quality really started annoying me. Uh, and then I got distracted a little bit. Uh, but but no, is, not is this spent... only when you're seated or if you're like in the general admission, you'd also start checking your phone? Does uh, that make any difference? Yeah. No. I mean, huh. I'm not looking at porn. <laughs> but the, I, Twitter or whatever. I guess. I don't know. I feel like I don't think I do it when I'm standing in general admission at all. I feel like it's disrespectful mm-hmm. somehow. But if I'm seated somehow, it feels slightly different and it's more okay. Uh, I, I usually up to me. the back. I, I I understand what you're saying. I don't want to like the it, it's not like you're in a movie theater. <laughs> the lights are much. It sort of feels stage. that way, though. I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, well, the, with Metallica, the, 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 the phone screen, happen? the phone light fucks with the other people watching the movie when you're in the movie theater. I don't think it matters when you're at a show, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I still get annoyed when I see other people do it, so I don't want to be one of those people. But do you get annoyed on principle? Like, you just say, fuck you while you're looking at your phone? Or is it like you literally can't, the light is fucking with your experience? It's not as much that it really fucks with my experience. It's like a brief distraction. It's like for that one or two seconds when all of a sudden there's a light. And I look over to see what it is, and I then I'm see. back. But even that, I feel like, is annoying enough that I could hate that person for the rest of okay. my life. Well, that's so fine. I don't want to be that hateable person. You like to hate people, though. That's yeah. your hobby. It's all right. But I don't want to be one of them. So Agreed. I have to follow my own rules. I don't want to be what you hate. Yeah. yeah. Rob, so what, what was Metallica's first song? Do you remember what they opened with? It, it was Creeping Death, which was a great song to open with. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what they and, opened uh, Woodstock '94 with, and I love the 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 little the motherfucker they throw into the live version of the song. Motherfucker like die! It's just a part of the song now. Uh, let me pull up the set. The set list. Was... Oh, you made me think of something now. Uh, did they? Did they? Was there a goodbye? Was there? A there good... was. Oh, thank you for reminding <laughs> me. I actually recorded it. What? Uh, <laughs> and I and I have to say. Fade to Black Live, it's like, wow, this is such a great song. You know? All I mean, the, no question I about it. it. I it's not like I I've consumed my fair share of Metallica. I haven't regularly listened to them in a few years. Uh re- like regularly meaning like put on a full album mm-hmm. uh front to back and you know, whatever. But I I I have digested it. Like I know all of it. So it's not like I needed to prepare. Uh, mm. for this and hearing some of these songs it's like you almost forget about how amazing they are and it's like oh and, and it just brings you back to moments in your life when you were listening to this music religiously and it's a very nice it's a very nice feeling and that goodbye by the way to any of our listeners who are not metallica fans is not in the song <laughs> he does that goodbye it's not in the studio the good that part is when he goes Say goodbye. That's all yeah. stage banter, like added for the, for the. It's not stage banter, but like a live something they've adopted live, like motherfucker yeah. die. Now he just has to do it. I'm just. I need a moment uh, for it to process, but. Uh huh. Um, not my emotions. The video. Uh, <laughs> While we have a second here, I want to tease something that I Ooh. thought of. I, I thought of a good uh, Chuck Klosterman question that we can uh, go over later. Ooh, so I, before it goes out of my mind, I wanted to say that, and you can now continue with your story. Oh, okay, so yeah, so here's the uh, so they started with Creeping Death, then Harvester of Sorrow, Holier Than Thou, mm. great uh, song, King Nothing, which I was like, oh wow, great song, uh, yeah, I love that. Song. Uh, That's like the only really like well one of the few songs from that era that I really love. Then they had to stick in two new songs, oh. <laughs> 72 Seasons and uh, Darkness, uh, Darkness Never Dies or whatever it's called. They didn't play the uh, single? Well, they're going to play it on Sunday because they're not repeating oh. any of these songs. Uh, okay. And then, then after, the, after they made us uh, suffer, they gave us Fate to Black, which was mm-hmm. a, a, a true like crescent, like high point of the a high watermark of the set. Now, before proceeding, let me ask you. So, so they played these two bullshit songs from the new album. Did they sound any better though? Live? <laughs> Maybe they sounded better live. Uh, 
72 seasons, I thought, like, it remi- it, it reminded me of our listen-along, uh, which you can he- watch or hear on our Patreon where we listen to the whole album, but where it was like, oh, this part is good, but it's like, is the song done yet? Like, let's yeah. go. You <laughs> like, couldn't trim that two- fat off for this fucking live show, right. you jerk-offs? They they took a they took a little too much time. Uh, then they played "Shadows Follow," which I guess that's another new song. Yeah, yeah. that's another new. So they played three new songs, and I was like, "All right, come on already!" Yeah, I'm pay, pay two hundred dollars for this. Uh, and then it was Orion, which okay, cool. Uh, Nothing else matters, which uh, you know it's one of those eye rolly, one of my least favorite Metallica songs, but. In a live setting, gotta play the hits. Really, yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice, I have to say. And Kirk messed up the intro. Oh no! Moment. Did they he yell at each a, other? No. Well, he was the only one on stage, so uh, <laughs> he 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 laughed about it, and then he started over. Oh. Sometimes uh, James will make fun of him for like fucking things up on the guitar and pick bully uh, him. There was the only like James uh, banter that was notable was him talking about writing "Fade to Black" so many years ago and still. Being in love with the song, which I thought was really still cool. being suicidal. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> "Oh no, well maybe." I th- I heard uh, he 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 peeped a uh, uh, Pantera set that they played the Spectrum One song, and so he played the IO Digital Cable uh, <laughs> song just to, to one up them. Is that true? No, there was no IO Digital. That was oh, after. Fuck. That was like the outro song. I really you know, because they play they play ACDC Long Way to the Top if you want mm-hmm. to rock and roll beforehand. Mm-hmm. So and then out at the end of it, they play IO Digital <laughs> Cable. Uh, so then Sad But True, which that song was made to be played in a stadium. <laughs> you know, like such a good song. Uh, the Day That Never Comes. Again, I was like, come on. But then I realized, wait a minute. This song is awesome. It sounded great. It sounded great live, especially. Not a good album, but that's a good song. Yeah, the part the part like right where it it kind of really picks up and then he goes like, Love is a falling away. Yeah. Yeah. That's like like, uh, it like that part I was like, oh wait, this this is great. And then you went, wait, one, two, three. Love is a four-letter word. Oh my God, it is. He's right. He's right. But look, that is, to me, that's the good version of the stupid shit he says on Stanger. That's like the good, like, mm, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Something that sounds profound and then it kind of is too. Uh, then there's Battery, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was Fuel. And at this point, I'm like, all right. This is MetLife Stadium. I have been warned by numerous people that you do not want to get trapped in the parking mm. lot. Let me, a, <laughs> let, let me take a quick peek. Let me see. Because by this point, it had been almost, it'd been over an hour and a half. And, you uh-huh. know, they played two hours, two plus. Uh, I was like, let me take a quick peek at the set list. Oh, and, I thought you were going to say there was like a Buffalo traffic cam set up outside. Ah, that would be it. amazing. No, 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 no. Uh, let me take a quick look at the set list. So I looked at the their last shows overseas from a, a month ago, and the set was very similar on the mm. first night to this one. And so the only two songs left were Seek and Destroy and Master of Puppets. And I want to say like Master of Puppets was one of the songs I wanted to see live. But as an adult, you have to make decisions. Do I want to see Master of Puppets live and get stuck in traffic yeah. for over an hour? 
or do I want to leave maybe three minutes early and get the hell out of here? I think you guys both know what decision I made. Yeah, but three uh, minutes early really gets you out that that, that absolutely. Faster. I so we uh, you know seek and destroy was really fun. They dropped the beach balls, blah blah. Master Puppets, Master Puppets is a six minute song. And really, like, after the first minute and a half, I was like, okay, I got what I needed. Do you want to get out of here? <laughs> you know, like, I got, like, the master, master. Da, 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 da. Yeah, great. Okay, I want to go. I don't want to. And so I get to my car by the time, because also it's a schlep from the 200s even to get to your car. Did you took... walk or run? I walked. I walked. Come on. Uh, Did you speed walk? It was a speed. It was definitely a speed. It was like Olympic a power speed walk. It was a, it was like a Manhattan Midtown kind of okay. pace. Was of there walking. other people doing the same thing, or were you pretty much alone? There was a, there were some people. There was a trickle, but then by the time we got to the parking lot, by the time we also had to walk from where we exited to our gate, which was still like, <laughs> it was like a half a mile. Uh, by the time we get to our gate, the the show is over mm -hmm. and then i could i just look back and you could see it's like a zombie a, movie it's a, exactly and it's like <laughs> oh, oh we have to get out of here we have to get out of here and uh all the guys I, with I, male pattern baldness shambling <laughs> towards your general direction so even by the time i got to my car there were so many people just crossing to get to their car like walking to their cars that it took a few minutes just to get out of that area to get onto a road. And I could only imagine if I waited five mm -hmm. or ten minutes more. And it's like I felt so great. I felt like I like like I, I just committed a successful bank robbery. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like I did it. I did it. My my Google ETA is 30 minutes. I'm gonna be home. I just pictured like George Clooney in. in a hotel room somewhere plotting out the exact second you're supposed to leave him. <laughs> so <laughs> Once you hear the second master, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> Honestly, you were even tempting fate staying that long. You should have left before that song even started. Really, well, I wouldn't have good. even trusted waiting into the. If, if that's they why he's so proud of himself, he found yeah. the perfect formula, exact if, notes to down leave to the on. second. It's like, yeah, it's like the brown note, except for leaving. <laughs> It's the ultimate Irish goodbye. It's the Rabba goodbye. So, did your friend? Ha were you driving your friend, or were you, did you? No, no. Bail on I your parked own? in the same. No, no. We we left together because we parked in the same area. Because if you recall at the beginning of the story, I had to find a spot in his mm, parking okay. lot. So we were just. But he was okay right leaving early too. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, that's a, that was the best part about it. I was like, hey, you know, I'm ready to go whenever you want to leave. He's like, I don't need to. See, I've seen Master of Puppets. And I was like, I love you. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you know, this is like it's considering how many 55 year olds there were in this crowd. I'm shocked that they didn't all do the same thing and yeah. ruin your strategy. Whereas right. staying my formulation would have been. I'm going to stay in here all of Master of Puppets and every encore because these old motherfuckers are all going to beat a trail doing the same exact thing you did. Mm -hmm. Well, there was no, that was it. There was no, they don't do an encore. Uh, oh, really? For $200 a seat. Really? That's crazy. I mean, they gave you two and a half hours. What, how much more do you I don't They know, just man. don't do that little pause and then come back out. They just yeah, play the whole I set. Mean, there, there were four <laughs> I appreciate there, that. There were, yeah, there were four interludes. There were interludes. So let me ask you this. If there was a pause before the last two songs, would you have stuck around or would you have just left then? Uh, I would have considered leaving then. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, just because I was already at that point where I was tired. It, yeah. I had been there for like four or five hours. I'm an yeah. old man now. Uh, that, I felt this was an old man show. And I, as, as someone who is about to turn 40, I, I recognize that this is going to happen more and more to me. But just walking to my seats and just seeing the people in my area, it's like I, I may I'm I'm not necessarily the youngest but i'm of the youngest yeah 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 <laughs> and like and not including of course there's there's families there are teenagers but all the, the other thing you're too. the youngest person who went here of their own volition and not right. because yeah. mom and dad bought you a ticket and you feel obligated yeah uh, or because the because yeah you love your parents and then and, and they're trying to force you to do something yeah. within their culture and they said well, they'd like, get you a Taylor Swift ticket if you came to the show with them. <laughs> I the cheapest go. ticket is $100. So it does kind of price out younger people. Younger people don't necessarily have that kind of disposable income. Uh, so uh, there is that as well. And But even beyond that, like ju- not, when you're going to a stadium, you are accepting you are going to get gouged. The parking was 40 bucks. Oh. The, uh, a drink is $15. Like water? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Water was like five, but like a mixed drink. Oh, well, that's not crazy. The water is crazy. Five dollars yeah. for water. Well, yeah. actually, MetLife has some some very fair policies. You can bring in a closed twenty ounce bottle of water, a sealed twenty ounce bottle of water, or an empty plastic bottle, and mm-hmm. fill fill it up as much as you want. So you don't have to be trapped and you could bring your own food as long as as it's in plastic uh packaging like a ziploc or something everything just has to be see-through did you bring like a nice charcuterie board (laughs) (laughs) oh my god imagine just setting that up in front of everyone little tray table (laughs) having one of those mini mini spread knives for the cheese for the (laughs) the the chevre spread some chevre (laughs) on a cracker you should have done that Next time. And then uh, James Hetfield would have pulled a dream. It's like, who's this motherfucker eating a charcuterie board out here? Uh, Is that Shepra? I would have finished it during Pantera. There wouldn't have been any left by Metallica. No, if it was David Draymond, he'd be like, there's Trafe up there on that charcuterie Ah, board. Get that prosciutto out of here. He wouldn't even see you. I smell pork. Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, it was really fun to walk through the parking lot because it was like a little Metallica village. Uh, and, and, you know, like the the vibe in the room was uh, it wasn't quite blue. It was definitely not blue. It wasn't quite red. I would say somewhat purple, <laughs> a reddish purple vibe because there were people uh, tailgating with they had a pirate flag. Two pirate flags, and then a thin blue line, flag, oh. <laughs> and a thin red line flag. Which what's that one? I, uh, firefighters, but it's oh. like who's okay. disrespecting firefighters? Cops. <laughs> the yeah, only like, people who disrespect firefighters are cops. There's no AFAB, right? There's only yeah. ACAB. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, so I don't understand that one, but bless their hearts, everyone had a good time. <laughs> I can't imagine going back tomorrow. Uh, that was, and, and not even like the show was good. Metallica was great. I would see them again, but the surrounding experience yeah. is so uncomfortable. 
And there were people, uh, so a bunch of guys from my BJJ class were going, so we were all talking about it. And one of them, he said he left at noon. He was like, or he was, I was experiencing his anxiety just from him telling the story. He's like, I, I want to get there early, get a good spot. I don't want to like worry about it, that we could just hang out in the lot. And, uh, <laughs> Seriously. I was like, what, what are you spending five hours in a parking lot for? Get out of here. I want to spend five hours on my couch. Well, that's good for you, bro. though, Rob. Oh, go ahead, Darren. No, that's how it's done. <laughs> it's good for you, Rob, because that time that he's on the road and then in the parking lot is time you're practicing BJJ. You're going to kick his ass next ah. time. No, that guy, yeah, that guy crushed. He's a purple belt. Oh, I get, wow. I get, well, I get that's nothing on him. More incentive to beat the shit out of him. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Work harder. He, he makes me. It's great. Uh, I, I really enjoy. I, I love rolling with the higher belts. They they humble me. Hmm. But do you have less <laughs> respect for him now, knowing how early he left for the show? Mm-hmm. Like, is he less um, intimidating to you now because of that move? It's more. It's it's kind of the opposite thing. It's more intimidating because it's like because <laughs> he's crazy. This, guy, this, this guy thinks he can get away with going to like yeah. and he can choke me out, motherfucker. <laughs> you saw him rocking out to seventy two seasons. That makes oh, you know he's mentally well, unstable. I mean, we can't we can't extract this clip because I don't want him to somehow see this. But, <laughs> okay. uh, he like what's so funny? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty pumped, you know. Uh, so because the openers on uh, the first day are Pantera and Mammoth, and then the second day. It's five finger death punch and ice wow. nine kills. Ice nine kills. It, I know where this is going. Ice nine kills is like a pseudo five finger death punch, except their gimmick is they write songs about horror movies. Uh-huh. They're like a horror metal, like horror active rock. I would say, you know, okay. they have a song about like Freddy or like a slasher song, and and their all their videos are like mini horror movies. That's How many albums game. can you get out of that? Before you run out of they're they're one of the hottest acts. Wow. All right. <laughs> right now. So they're blowing up. Um, but he was like, yeah, we're going to go. See, you know, I, he's like, yeah, I want to get there early, get a good spot, do a little barbecue and just chill, go in and see Pantera. He even had early entrance. He bought the early like, why do you want to hang out? for two hours in a state like i'm not i don't want to judge him it's like hey if you want to do it great but between the three of us <laughs> yeah and, and all of our lovely live casters who will not <laughs> report back to him. what's his name like, again i forgot what did you say his name was no uh I, did jose mansion have early entrance no he uh we we, we went in around the same time because we were we were tailgating i was tailgating with him a little bit what did he and make tamales tail- he was no someone. Uh, we were just smoking and drinking, but like someone came around with like one of those aluminum trays. I was like, "Hey, does anyone want some meat?" And they just had tons of sausage and rib leftovers. Ooh. Like I, I would have, but I made sure to eat beforehand, so I was already so full, and I was wearing a white shirt. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is a recipe for disaster. I am going to pass as delicious as that looks. Uh, uh, but oh, so so back to my. He's like, yeah. So Pantera on Friday, and then we got we got FFDP opening on Sunday. And, you know, you got to <laughs> be in there for that. And it took so much restraint to hold. Like I don't know if it's like laughter or like shock or I just I had to. Yeah, cool, man. I hope you have a great time. <laughs> and it's like it's like hey. People like five figure death. I'm not oh, yeah. this guy. 
but for me, it's just it's kind of comical. I've met like kind of normal people that like Five Finger Death yeah. Punch, and like not just meatheads, like I just regular people that just like Absolutely. Five Finger Death Punch. But that's that's, weird, that's who likes them. that's who would like them. It's because they don't seek out music necessarily, and Five Finger Death Punch is accessible enough where it reaches these people, and it's like, oh, this is better than Taylor Swift or whatever. Although, is it? No. Uh, also, this makes me really glad I didn't go to the Beyonce show at was that uh, an Giant option Stadium for you? the week before. It, I mean, it was an option if I wanted to pay a lot of money. <laughs> uh, but well, I, I, I don't, I'm sure I mentioned on the show, like, I love her most recent album, Renaissance. It came out last year. Uh, one of my favorite albums of the year. And I've been obsessed with it. And she's got me into so many artists just based on l- me looking up the producers of certain tracks and then listening to their stuff and then going down these rabbit holes of like queer house music and stuff like DJ Honey Dijon. <laughs> but anyway, I really wanted to see her show. But the prices are even the prices for two nights of Metallica are cheaper than one night of Beyonce. Wow. That doesn't surprise (laughs) me at all. uh, Yeah, she's significantly a bigger star. But also, because she's such a big star, she she started her tour in Europe as well. And YouTube knows I am a huge Beyonce fan. So they kept recommending to me these 4K bootlegs of her her concert. So I've pretty much seen the entire show in every quality possible from every angle. And it's like, ah, I don't need to pay... $500, $500, like, I know the entire set list. I know all the Lukes, <laughs> and I've already I've already gotten into it, so. You don't have to hang out with the other demographic of annoying 45-year-olds, like, after you did it at Metallica's <laughs> yeah. show? I would say the, the av- average age is probably significantly lower for the Beyonce. Concert. Really? I don't know. I don't know if I, I agree so. with that. I think yeah. a little bit lower, but maybe No, I think gays in their 20s do have disposable income. But I think I think Metallica has their own their own segment their own of twenty year olds. That, well, I wasn't going to say gays, but yes. But also, uh, like their like, name is Rob. I, I think there is a whole slice of population that's like twenty to twenty five that likes both Metallica. Oh, one likes Metallica and the other likes Beyonce. Uh, but I think uh, in general, it skews. Oh, they both have older audiences. I would say like like older millennial audiences. Probably would be more Beyonce and like Gen X would be more Metallica, but I think it still skews older. I would, I would think. I think that uh, Beyonce is much better at getting newer fans. Like I'm sure that's fair to say. Uh, you know, there's far larger portion of 17 to I don't know 25 year olds that are Beyonce fans than mm-hmm. Metallica. But she's still like a brand new artist compared to Metallica. They got what 25 years on her. I don't think 25. Uh, she was like in Destiny's started? Child, like mid 90s, right? Like late 90s, I would say. But they were early 80s. So they Okay, so like 15, 20 years, years yeah, of the head start. So I would I'm just guess saying, the average age of the audience fu- would be that gap. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I'm just saying, I okay, 100% Metallic has an older audience. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying the Beyonce audience is not spring chickens, is what I'm saying. Fair. Sure. Taylor Swift's audience probably younger than either of them. Oh, my God. Right? By a lot, it, and she's like the pretty, same age as Beyonce, right? Or no, uh, she's got to be. She's a generation younger. Ten-ish years younger. Oh, ten? Yeah. I wouldn't have gone that far, but okay. Let's see. Taylor Swift, thirty-three. Beyonce, what is she? Forty-one, forty-two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's in her forties for sure. 
41. So eight years. There you go. Awesome Not a huge that. gap. Rob, do we wanna do we wanna talk about this Beyonce story that I mentioned earlier? Uh, oh, what did, was it? Did she fought on a video or something? What happened? It's in the links, Rob, if you want to grab it. Yeah, I'll look it up. Sorry. Oh, I know what this is. This is uh she I feel more close to Beyonce today than I ever oh, have. Oh, that's right. Since I've known who she was. She hates Cynic. <laughs> uh this is from the post, so we obviously believe, but they're that. sharing from an even less reputable source. But there's oh, pictures. The there's pictures. Okay. There She's never eaten a carrot. Oh. Beyonce's most wild tour item revealed. She can literally request anything. First of all, of course she can literally request anything. She's like one of the highest. Like yeah. that stadium tour is drawing in like a hundred million dollars a night. She could ask for whatever she wants. Yeah. So I guess her request is she brings her own personal toilet seats on the road with her, which. To me, it does not sound wild at all. It sounds very uh, it's fucking brilliant. I would yeah. do the exact same thing I'm, in her position. I'm surprised I haven't thought. Yeah, like if I'm the, at the level of Beyonce where you could request like all red and brown M&Ms not be included in your fucking dressing room. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you have, you know, tour stuff. Sure. Install your own custom toilet seats on, on the fucking backstage toilets. I need Why to see want- what the toilet seats look like. Is there in the article? Are there any details about the specs? On it these looked like there was seats? only a photo of the the bin that the toilet <laughs> seats are kept in. Yeah, uh, for for traveling, which I wonder <laughs> if they're like wrapped some in some way. Bizarre. <laughs> it's it says bizarre world tour writer request revealed. Biz, this is not bizarre at all. This is a sanitary thing. I fully support this. Do you see the disgusting people that play these venues? You think she wants to? Share ass cooties with fucking yeah. Metallica's bass roadie. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. No. You. It's so funny that's like she could literally request anything. Like having a toilet seat changed. Like it's just such okay. a specific thing. It's great. In fact, probably I bet Jay Z requested this. So that <laughs> she wouldn't get this the same cooties you just mentioned on her tuchus yeah. that he has to touch every day. Wait, that he has to touch every like he gets to touch. Okay, his figures be Jay. <laughs> fuck out of here. Uh, it, the post goes on to say that, uh, when she was on a tour in 2013, she stipulated that her water be kept at the frosty temperature of exactly minus six Celsius and served with titanium straws and spherical ice cubes. Mm. People like those spherical ice cubes. I I have an ice tray that makes uh, spherical ice cubes. I love them. What's the benefit? Is it just more of a? It takes longer to melt, or what's what's the appeal of well, the spherical? I am no scientist, but I've noticed that my drinks stay colder longer, and my theory is that there's more space for the water or liquid to go around the cubes and sort of swim around, and huh. and, and rather than this, they sink to the bottom, and then the top portion is uh is left uh, uncooled. I would say that. Uh, there's a nice balance because how the cubes don't stack perfectly. It's like sort of makes um, this asymmetrical pattern. And then it's, it they st- stacks through your whole drink and the water now slips it, between it. I've seen it like fancy bars and stuff. They'll serve drinks with this, but it's like one, ju- it's almost like the size of a baseball. <laughs> no, like it's never, one big ass ice pretty. cube. Yours is yeah. not like that. No, yeah. they're like little pebbles, like that. Okay, I have I have a smaller version of those ice cubes, Sid, 
I I prefer that. I like so there are these. You like square, the big balls. I like the big square balls. The big square balls. Why? Excuse well, me. Well, well, it's like square ice cubes. Uh, there. So there. It's a square, not like the traditional ice cube trays where it's like kind of curved on the bottom. Because uh-huh. I feel like those melt right away. Uh, but these square ones, if you put enough of them, so that the uh, ratio of ice cube to liquid is it, it it really keeps it cool. And it's I've gotten through the drink without the cubes melting, which is big for me. I don't want it watered down. I just want it cooling. I just saw that Beyonce requested uh, trapezoidal ice cubes. I don't know if that's a big scandal, but <laughs> that's came over the wire. Bit. What if she gets ice cubes in the shape of the toilet seat? <laughs> what if the toilet seat is actually made of ice? She slides oh, right off. That'd be great. Well, that would prevent you from maybe catching the same uh, ass tuchus as uh, John yeah. Bon Jovi's bassist or whatever. I don't know. And then at the end of the night, the t- uh, toilet seat's melted. It's gone. It, it's no waste. That's Literally. <laughs> no waste while you're making your waste. Beyonce doesn't make waste. I don't believe that. She just sits on the toilet for appearances. Yeah. And those spherical ice cubes plop out of her. They just go into somebody's drink. Yeah. That's where, <laughs> that's where we're getting the, the ice cubes. Yeah. Beyonce's. We got to be very careful. If we say one bad thing about Beyonce on this show, it will be ended for life. So we got to keep it very positive. You're saying she has bots out there? No, she just has very loyal, real fans who will destroy you. Oh, I thought we were going to get a Beyonce strike for speaking oh. bad about her. Well, maybe that too. I don't think we. I think we're saying very yeah, glowing we're things. We defended her, her uh, yeah. toilet choice. I'm just She's saying. Let's make us. sure we don't. Take I love Beyonce yeah. uh, with with all my heart. Sure. Okay, it's laid on thick, bro. She Go ahead. <laughs> Not enough Fuck to yeah. go see her play, though. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you boot watch bootlegs, yeah. right? Pirating her it's performances, too expensive. stealing oh, her shit. life force. You, you admitted <laughs> to that. It's true. Hey, uh, her people could take those videos down. Her it's people. What does that mean? Her staff. Oh. <laughs> Be careful. Fucking tyrants. Sure. Also, the concert. The most of it, like she did, she's doing fine without my my five hundred dollars for the concert. The shows were all practically sold out. Practically, uh, I mean, I mean, they were they were sold out. It was all the second hand, you know, secondary market. So sorry for not making a scalper some money, Sid. I hate to break this to you, Rob, but bands that make lots and lots of money do tend to still pursue their uh, copyright and uh, other yeah. types of, of uh, enforcement. Just so you know, go for it. It's not illegal for me to watch a bootleg. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, why? She, you said, why is she gonna care? She makes lots and lots of money. They care. Yeah. That's no, why I said, we why get copyright care? No, that one person, me, didn't go to her concert. That's what. I oh, oh, I thought you meant that you were bootlegging. I wasn't bootlegging. <laughs> I was watching the bootleg. That's how it they, starts. To bootleg, they, I would have had to gone to the concert. They might not see a difference there. I'm just saying. Why, why are we talking about Nazis all of a sudden? <laughs> Well, the thing is, though, if Rob gets in trouble for bootlegging, Darren, you're going to be the one arrested anyway. (laughs) Hopefully that only applies to weed, but we'll see. Uh, Well, while we're on the topic of live shows, uh, Dave Mustaine had two wonderful separate but equal uh, comments recently. First, he was talking about the concert trend of throwing objects at artists. 
Uh, Dave, uh, Darren, I'm sorry. <laughs> Darren, Dave. 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 <laughs> Dave, if you could pull, pull up that quote. Yes. Uh, it. Where was it? Uh, I guess uh, BB Rexa was recently there was a hit bunch in the head by a cell hit. phone and like it hurt her. Like she actually got hurt. Uh, hmm. But she's fine. So Dave has weighed in on the troubling behavior trends in younger audiences at live music shows, including throwing things at artists to catch their attention. If people don't like you, they're going to throw shit. Mustaine told Sweden SVT in a new interview. Maybe it's graduated from Rotten Tomatoes to dildos. I don't know. But if you're giving them a great show, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. So don't get up there acting. He did say it twice. Don't get up there acting like a spoiled fucking brat. <laughs> telling them not to throw stuff. Uh, Mustaine yeah. added, I don't have to worry about it. Plus, my eyesight is that bad. I probably won't see anything flying through the air until it's too late. So that means bad. he doesn't have to? Doesn't that mean he has to worry about it twice as much? Yes. I have people who will protect me. The CIA will drone strike that shoe as it's flying in his face. Exactly. But that's, so that, I mean, that's such a conceited, like, I, they're only throwing it because you suck. Is that really accurate? It's just crazy people that will throw things. Yeah. That just want to get attention. And hasn't he had something thrown at him? Does that mean he sucked that day? Or like, what? wasn't there a story where he. Yeah. I feel like he's walked off stage for like bad security or something right you know, or even like less than Rose. less yeah. than things being thrown at him just like a an insult was thrown at him yeah he yeah walked off what a liar he's such a he's narcissist. a liar yeah <laughs> sorry um let's uh is that your henry rollins impression that was my that was exactly what that was uh so then uh two days later this video footage comes out of him just very weirdly reacting to a heckle. So let, let me let me cue this up. There we go. He's doing a middle finger. You say you could play as good as me? Fucking, I'd like to see. Shut up. Just shut up. I bring him up then. Seconds. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Calm down. You've had your second. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. If I have to say it one more time, I'm going to ask security to take your fucking drunken ass out of here. Do you hear me? Like he's not. Yeah. Take the tips when they're offered. See, that's what happens when cousins fuck. I feel like he won the crowd back by saying that. Yeah. It, for a couple of seconds there, it was very uncomfortable. Is it you just know? me or is his hair in this extra orange and his beard yeah. extra white? I noticed that. I it's think like it's a, the cell phone camera, though. He looks like it's a Muppet. The the yeah. It, or like Wendy. Yeah, one, yeah definitely It's one very much more intense than like in his cameos or whatever. But I thought he, he had the crowd when he did the first shut up, you know, he was like in the middle finger. 
Yeah, and then he did like four additional shut ups. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Then everyone was kind of look looking around like, what's wrong with this guy? I think that at that point they were like, is this just going to be the rest of the set? Is him yelling at this guy? Like, <laughs> it was funny that. for a second, but like, let's go. An hour later, he's like, no, you shut up. <laughs> There's like 18 other bands scheduled to play after you. Can we get on with this, Dave? Please. Right? This was my... at a festival, right? Was it? Let's see. They don't headline at the festival. Eh. Uh, no, Damn. this was this was one of their own shows. Oh, well, I'm going to go sit on my gold leaf toilet seat. What are you going to do? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if you request, or I wonder now that this story is out, if more artists are like, "Whoa, you could do that." <laughs> what you could that you could yell at people in the crowd or have a gold no, leaf uh, toilet change, seat. change your toilet seats. And I certainly was not aware room. of this. Beyonce has opened me up to a world of possibilities here. Bring, <laughs> a, bring a toilet seat, like when I'm working at some horrible outdoor venue, and like I have a, a you know, you have these tiny the porta potties or like disgusting shit houses that you have to use sometimes. Bring a toilet seat. It's a great idea. And nobody's gonna fuck with the guy on the subway with who's got a toilet seat. Just yeah, on him. He's gonna give you a wide berth. Imagine you just put a toilet seat on the subway car and put, but you're shitting right onto the seat. <laughs> it's just going through a circular object. What's the big deal? I, listen, leave me alone. This is how I like to do it. <laughs> yeah. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! You gotta pull that. that that's gonna be. In, in... This is what happens when cousins fuck. <laughs> Just shut up now. You've had your fifteen seconds. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Right, you've had your second. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. up. It's like Dave. You're the only one. Who I have to say it one more. Time. Yeah, he but he doesn't time I'm gonna ask about that in the moment. Like he yeah. just he is only that guy. The entire yeah. crowd is shut out. Shut your mouth. You're mean. Security I like you. You make me feel uncomfortable. Uh oh the uh the Metallica Fade to Black video has processed. Ah, oh. let's take a look. Let's take a look at this. Rape oh. is goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. So good. So good. 
wasn't running there. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, there was a third goodbye. Did you hear that? Yeah, that one. And that, that ooh, goodbye. It was plastic. Oh, maybe in the coming weeks, the DFS downboard of this uh, emerges. Yeah, get a they cleaner copy of it. If anyone's part of the Metallica Vault, where they actually post the soundboard, you can subscribe to their website and get the soundboard of every show oh, we've wow. ever played. Basically, I want that gorilla goodbye. Must have. Someone pass, someone pass it along. <laughs> there was a great. Show. <laughs> you think that was because he was like. You know, let's just say it was not at the height of his vocal range during this performance. Maybe he took it down a notch and that resulted in this guttural, ooh, ooh, goodbye. Well, I don't know. Because I was, I was noting before it got up to that point, like the beginning of that video, he's, he's singing very flatly, I thought. Maybe that's just the best he can do at this point. I've heard recent uh, ones where I thought he sounded good, actually, but. I mean, could have just been an off night, or maybe it's deteriorated since I saw that. Rob's got the real unfiltered audio, not that sweetened shit you're hearing on social media. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> jerk off. Fucking tyrants. <laughs> I I'm very disappointed to hear we got a, a newer a newer concert that he did, and it just does not sound good. It's awful. Hey. This <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Spectrum One. This is the new Rod Jeremy belly button. Yes. Can we, can, can we have both at the same time? Sure. Rob, could you? No, oh, one moment. <laughs> Just let's bring it all in at once. Yeah, rip off Why the band Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm scared. <laughs> Might be too much for me to have. Hey, the song ain't done. Let me tell you a little bit by Spectrum One. No diggity, doubt the best deal in town. $49.99, how that sounds. Coming <laughs> with the internet to surface stream. Speed so fast, feeling like a dream. 300 Mbps. With this kind of speed, you'll never stress. Free if you to stay secure. Yeah, I said free. That's for sure. One free mobile line unlimited. Call right now, gotta get with it. <laughs> you gotta we plug made. the ethernet cable right into his belly button oh there is a slot for it that's, that's true this is uh this may have given a generation of people epilepsy i feel <laughs> oh my god suddenly i like that song more now that it's just, I have something even more horrible to compare it to Hey, this belly button ain't done. <laughs> He's pulling it out like a magician pulls the little handkerchiefs out of his sleeve. Just more and more belly button. Gonna make that poor girl's father wish he had a son. Hey! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, is Ron Jeremy still in jail? He doesn't know it if he is. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> He thinks he's on a set with Bunny Blue right now. <laughs> One day ago, porn star Ron Jeremy charged with 20 more counts of sexual assault. Jeez. 20 more? Wait, so yes. in addition to what he was in jail oh. for? Or is oh, that wait, old? I'm sorry. It's old. 
It's it's from 2020 for some. Not that it matters. I'm sure there's enough counts to keep him in in jail for the next 12 weeks that he's going to be alive anyway. The last thing is that he's at a he is declared not competent to stand trial, and he was committed to a mental health facility. So that's the same same story. Yeah. Well, good for him. Well, uh, speaking of somebody that should be committed uh, to a mental health facility, Rudy Giuliani uh, Mm. is in the news again. Uh, well, a bunch of transcripts came out in this, uh, Trump thing, uh, with Trump being, uh, litigated and there was apparently something with him and one of his mistresses, one of his lady friends. Before Bro, we do that, uh, I do want to, whatever is what? oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, know it wasn't me. But I want to share this recent photo of Rudy. <laughs> That's not Where? real. That can't be real. I saw this too. I thought this, this had to be like dumpy. like AI. Like Sid mentioned Dorf on golf. Like this was the <laughs> someone typed in Rudy Giuliani as Dorf. It's I don't know. I think it is real. Where did you find it? On the most reliable source for information anywhere. <laughs> Twitter. Oh. I think it's I'm still gonna say fake, but it is enjoyable as is a he boy. that fat? Yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's my objection to it. It's not that he it looks cringy and weird. I believe that, but it's he's a, more of a slender weird to me. That's well, folks, uh, good news. It's real. It's damn real. Okay. Uh, wow. Here, here is further okay. screenshots. That's and well, see, he doesn't look that th- thick in this one. See, that's what I'm. There is in fact video. Oh no. Looks like a normal old man if you don't know like who he is in this photo. If you want to have a really nice conversation, conversation, or a birthday greeting, or just talk golf, like he's jacking off. go to the link below. What is that? Hit a ball when Rudy you do. Giuliani, if you want to have a really nice conversation, conversation, or a birthday greeting, or just it's talk a, it's golf, it's a cameo. Go to the link below. Hey, you there know you how go. you could, here's the photo. You know it does, how, I believe it still you. looks a little bit slimmer than yeah. I don't know. You know what's uh what, what, what you know how you can really get him in You're trouble? You're right. It it is altered. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Somebody hiked the pants <laughs> up but then made them sad. longer. Also. And they took like 6 inches of his neck away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> made him like, retracted his neck. Um I I feel like you could get him in a lot of trouble by ordering a cameo. For your twelve-year-old daughter, or <laughs> he'll just do a six-hour like come on video. Well, so these uh, these audio tapes uh, were submitted as evidence into this Trump federal uh, trial, and in it, there's one of him and a woman, Noel Dunphy. Uh, oh, this is from a sexual harassment trial, actually. Uh, and so here's him with the bedroom talk. Yes, he tells her. Jewish men have small cocks because they can't use them after they get married, whereas the Italian use them all their lives so they get bigger. The Jewish men never cheat on their wives? Is that what he's saying? Uh, I guess but so. Italian men do? Or Jewish wives don't fuck, I guess, and Italian also, wives do. I'm not... It's news to me that your penis gets bigger the more you have sex. Is that a fact? <laughs> I guess. He might just have an infection. Giuliani railed against how the Jewish people, quote, want to go through that freaking Passover all the time. All the time. Yeah. We could do Passover every Tuesday. And how, the, and how they should, quote, 
get over the Passover because it was 3,000 years ago. The transcript reads, okay, the Red Sea parted. Big deal. Not the first time that happened. Then this next line in the article is amazing. Giuliani doesn't elaborate on other instances where the Red Sea parted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh, he talks about uh, Matt Damon being very liberal, and he calls him the f bomb. How does Matt Damon come up in like pillow talk conversation? I'm so confused. Well, she probably brought him up, yeah. and this is an actual man that she might find attractive. <laughs> were they uh, actually having sex, or did this take place in like uh, were they was he courting her, or was he just assaulting like she was minding her business, filing papers or something? Well, here here is an exchange that will answer your question. Come here, big tits. Come here, big tits. Your tits belong to me. Give them to me. I want to claim my tits. I want to claim my tits. I want to claim my tits. I got a ticket right here. It says pick up on Thursday. I got it. He's like the guy arguing at the laundry. These are my tits. (laughs) Miss Dunphy responds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Giuliani responds, these breasts belong to me. Nobody else can get near these, okay? I don't care if they're flirting or they gave you business cards. These are mine. (laughs) You got it? They gave you business cards. What? (laughs) Miss Duffy Uh. responds, yes. Mr. Giuliani, understand I'm very fucking possessive. I've gone easy on you. I don't know. I've been easy on you. You're pretty tough on me. I've been easy on you. Give them to me. Maybe. (laughs) Sid, uh, I have to pose this question to you. In all your 40 plus years of life, have you ever said to a woman, uh, come here, big tits? (laughs) I've thought it. I've never said it. I've never had the courage to say it. I've said it to some men. Come here, big tits. (laughs) I've thought of a woman. I've said it to myself in the mirror. Like, like, I've thought of a, like, you know, obviously a woman with a endowed with large breasts, I might have some thoughts in that direction, but I would never use that as a moniker for a woman with, with big tits is my point. I don't know how that gets in there. That's her name. Now become a big tits. I don't understand why he thought that business cards being given to her would be enough of a reason for her to give the big tits to someone else. I've got stationary. (laughs) He wraps his dick around a letterhead. Oh, uh, that's probably why it's swollen. He's got all paper cuts. Ah, death by a thousand penis cuts. Oh, so gross. Big tits. That's like such a not like that's such an unsexy way to talk about tits, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come here. It's like a man who does not in any way like women at all, except that, that he's attracted to them physically. He sees them as objects. Utter contempt. Yeah. Big tits. Come here, big tits. (laughs) These tits belong to me. Do you understand? These These are my tits. These tits were made for stupid. (laughs) It's uh, It's very off-putting. It's like you don't don't think that someone like Rudy Giuliani can become more off-putting. 
But then you realize what you're seeing in his public persona is like the tip of the iceberg. Like when the Borat movie came out, it was kind of the same yes. thing. Like you're seeing him in his natural habitat as opposed to, you know, there's only so much you can do to curate, you know, how you look to people when you're Rudy Giuliani. So it's still going to be repulsive. But he, you realize he is doing a lot to curate his image. <laughs> That's or at least he think. used to. I think I would, less and less. I maybe so. That's true, but I would argue he's still doing a lot because this stuff is still kind of shocking, bro. Uh, I think the shocking part is that any woman would be with him. That's yeah. like where I'm like he's acting, and it's like a young woman. I well, guess maybe. it's just like a power move. Like yeah. she thought it was going to be good for her career. So I can't imagine she was actually like, "Ooh, let me get let me get Rudy in a room alone." People who do fetishize like old withered men and stuff, you know, I mean, it's not like not to shame anybody, but, you know, there are people yeah. who do legitimately like that. But I would I would agree with you, Sid. I would bank on if I had to put money on it, I would say there's some she's benefiting from this relationship in some way yeah. I, I, other than romantically. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. And I don't mean to say she's a sex worker or something, just like, you know, she. this is a, a famous guy and maybe her career could be advanced. On. I can't, I'm just theorizing. He's like, behind that door, I've got a room full of business cards. You hook me <laughs> up in here and I'll hook you up back there. I, I, I just, I, I mean, I can't believe she just wants his brajol, you know? I no. Can't, I can't, no. I can't believe that. I refuse to believe that. Oh, uh, uh, so gross. Just so gross in every way. Ugh. Well, uh, one other uh, uh, story I'd like to discuss before uh, we start winding down is a post on the Tool subreddit. Speaking uh, of tools, oh well, uh, <laughs> you'll hear it. Uh, dear Reddit, I am in a dilemma. So me and my wife are getting married. Unfortunately, on the 3rd of October, which is the day Tool will be in our town of Loveland, Colorado. So I told my wife I don't want to be married on the Wait, 3rd. who did he tell? My wife! Thank you. So I told my wife I don't want to be married on the 3rd because Tool was in town. That led to the worst fight of our lives, and she went to go live. Oh, live to go live with her parents. I was like, she went live on Instagram. Yeah, we'll do it live. live. She went to go live with her parents, and it seems like all of her relatives are on her side. What should I do? Apologize. Yeah, don't go to the concert. Or uh, wait, did the concert already happen? No, it's in October. October 3rd. Yeah, then don't don't go. It seems like two months before the wedding is a little too late to reschedule the wedding. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe they were going to like City Hall or something. And I want to let you know something, uh, Tool fan. Tool will tour again. They right. really like touring. There right. will be other opportunities. And, and, and they're not even as fun to watch live as they were like a few years ago because they play too much new stuff. You should have sat down with this guy and set him straight, Rob. Oh, if he if if he had just you know followed your followed this show, he would have known all this stuff. I refuse to believe that the new stuff sounds that different from the old stuff. Don't all Tool songs sound more or less the same? Really? No. No. Perhaps can I speculate something here? Maybe we're misinterpreting the story. 
And the real reason is not because he wanted to postpone the wedding, but this no. is the first time she found out he was a Tool fan. <laughs> and that's why she doesn't want to get married. That I could believe. Isn't this similar to this? This is like the opposite end of the story from a couple years ago where the lady was like, my husband likes metal, so I bought him tickets to Nickelback and he was upset. Right. Is, remember that when we talked yeah, about that one? Very much. So. Yes. And he was probably off. a Tool fan. So this is like the other end of that kind of a story. I like mm. that we, we, we get it this way now. Come for a circle. Yeah. Mm, that, that a perfect a circle, you might We say. should introduce those couples. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're the same people, actually? Imagine. He's like, my wife got me Nickelback tickets, and I didn't want to go. And then I saw the tool was in town, and she wouldn't let me go because she wants to get married. Rude. Well, how about my wife got me tickets to Nickelback, and I was so upset that I divorced her. Years passed, and we reconciled. We were going to get remarried. But then Tool booked a show that day. Oh. And I wanted to go because I'm like, see, this is a band I actually like. And she's like, yeah. nope, no, just no, no. Te- just teach her a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> he only remarried her knowing of Tool. He scheduled it on that day on purpose. <laughs> it was a spite reconciliation. Yeah. Fuck you, lady. <laughs> does Maynard G. Krebs uh, have, uh, <laughs> does he have his own toilet seats? Probably brings his own toilet. Yeah. Oh, he installs a whole toilet at every venue. That is actually <laughs> yeah. Going. With a bidet, he likes those bidets. Ooh, that's going way too far. That's beyond that's Beyonce. <laughs> well, let's talk about our uh, spot. Oh, I want to do my claustrum. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, so here's my question. Uh, this just was a shower thought to me. Uh, so you have a device and the device uh, allows you to fast forward through any situation as long as you want. The outcome will be the same. You won't remember your participation in it and you can do it for a second. You could do it for a minute or you can do it for a year. Uh, but it, you, you could use it for any reason you like. If you're just going to something, some event that you think is going to be boring, you can just fast forward for two hours but here's the consequence: you will be closer to death, at, at, but it will just subtract that time off your life. Uh, at the, not, you won't you won't die sooner, but you will have a gap in your life, and you'll you won't be able to get it back, and you won't remember anything that happened during this time. Would you use this device? How often, and for what? So wait, I I'm a little confused. What, you like you're, you're, you're not going to age faster. No, you're you going age to... as if it was it happened in real time. Mm-hmm. So you're Correct. not saving time, but you're not. Correct. It's just okay. Right. So so you would uh, like, let's say you're going to your child's shitty school play and you know, it's going to suck and it's an obligation to do mm-hmm. it. And so you just fast forward for two hours. Mm-hmm. But that would be a, a would you would you use that for anything greater than that? Or would that just be the extent of your of your like small like, usages? What would be greater than that? I don't know. You, you know, want like to get through school and, you know, you want to fast forward four years. But if you don't remember anything that happened, then you're not actually learning anything. So you're done. You have a diploma, but none of the actual education. Right. It could be problematic depending yes. on what you want to do. Agreed. That's the, that's the dilemma. I take my mom to doctor visits every few months and those can be all day. So I would definitely fast forward those. Mm-hmm. That's 
that's so funny that you say that, Sid, because the first thing my mom, my mind went to is like, oh yeah, hanging out with my mom. I was just <laughs> like it's an obligation, but I don't yeah. want. It's yeah. always triggering, and I don't want to remember it. So and this I, would actually be perfect because we both I, get what we want. I already know what this is anyway. You know, <laughs> I don't need to, to have another experience with her to do. It. What if, now? Let me add a twist to this. What if it did take time off the back end of your life? Like you're gonna you do this for three hours you're gonna die three hours sooner you do it for two days you're gonna die two days sooner each time so in addition to the actual three hours you die an extra three hours right let's say you remember let's say you go through it you remember everything you have the full lived experience Mm -hmm. of what you would have done but you die that much sooner however you fast forwarded I might still use it but I'd be much 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 more judicious yeah obviously what about you, Rob? Yeah, I would. I, I obviously don't want to shorten my life, but I, I maybe I would do it like once I get to the point where uh, in the hang with my mom, where I am feeling triggered, then I'd be like, "All right, yeah. the brain is turning." The other off. thing is, like, if we're just subtracting from the end of our life, we might be like bedridden, fucking invalids anyway. So right. cutting off a few hours of me being a vegetable is that's, that's free money true but we could and, also not though you but the way i take care of myself it's almost a certainty mm. that i'm going to be a fucking vegetable at the end fair point so that's fine okay that was my I'm little question be hooked up to machines and shit you, you could outlive us, all of us you never it's, know well yeah i mean if you guys are like on the way to a wrestling pay-per-view and get into a car accident but i think that would be the only kind of scenario well what if you at age 50 or something you have a change of heart and you just become like a fucking vegan and just start exercising every day you don't know it's five years from now but the story with that is always like oh he finally started turning his life around and then the fucking elevator fell on top of him sure could happen but i want to point out when people say that you know the elevator can fall on top of an unhealthy schlub too like any of us I didn't mean to call us all unhealthy schlubs. I'm sorry, but just saying rel- <laughs> relative to like, you know, someone who actually goes to the gym all the time. Well, that's you guys. I'm the unhealthy schlub. All right. Well, I wasn't picking on you. So I don't no, I, I don't go to the gym enough to consider myself healthy. Let's put it that way. It's all relative. I'm still at the bottom of this ladder. Well, that's don't fine. stand under the ladder. <laughs> chances of. Yeah. I never thought ladders were bad luck. I just think someone's going to drop a paint can on you. That's the problem. <laughs> or, or a deuce. Yes. <laughs> you shit on the la- Is that in Beyonce's writer? <laughs> shit on ladders. I can only shit on a ladder. That's why she's considered a diva. She can only shit while on a ladder. With a <laughs> well, Jewish that's man the underneath. toilet is like elevated. She, when she shits, she has to be above everyone else. Ah. It has to be a Jewish podcaster under the ladder while she does it. (laughs) Sorry, Ben Shapiro. (laughs) (laughs) So you have a podcast? He probably has a podcast. Yes. Yeah, the Ben Shapiro show. There you go. All right. He sort of stylizes it, though, as though he's on television somewhere Uh and hosting a real talk show. But it is a podcast. Yes. Rob subscribes. I can't. I got to say, your problem. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I can't listen to him for more than five seconds at a time. Like his voice just his voice is what I was just going to say. I have this, the <laughs> yeah. same problem that Sid has with RFKs. That is just it's just you can't 
I can't take anything Ben Shapiro says seriously, even if it's something, let's say there was some 3% stripe yeah. of things that we agree on. I, it coming out of his yeah, weaselly voice. Agree. To the point that I lose respect for people if they share something that he said or something like that. Right. You well, know? you would do that anyway, but who do you know that's sharing Ben Shapiro stuff? Just like celebrities and stuff. Oh. Not, not personally. Oh. I've seen people. I've seen like clips where he says something. Like I'm like, all right, he's still a piece of shit, but I agree with that one point. And then I'm like, but I would never show this to anybody. Fucking Pinocchio like, sounding motherfucker. Even if they didn't know who Ben Shapiro was, just that this <laughs> like grown man child that's like like five foot four and like looks like a like a, he looks like an old young boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks Absolutely. like a, if Pinocchio aged. Yeah. That's that's what gets me. It's like it's so unserious. Like his whole presentation is so unserious. I don't mean to shame anyone for being like on the shorter side either. I just mean like that combined with he still has boyish looks, but he's just such an old old looking man. It's very strange. He's got big elementary school kid who brought a briefcase to school energy. That's a hundred percent correct. Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> yeah. We don't mean to shame anybody short, but we do mean to shame anybody who listens to Ben Shapiro yes. and likes it. Well, because that's a choice. A yeah. Your height is genetic. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's go through our Spotify picks. Each week, we each pick a song. We throw it on our Spotify playlist. You can search for it. It's called the R.A.P.L. Livecast Music Break. There are over 36 hours of music and music in the playlist. Uh, this week, I picked Cold Cave. Uh, Cold Cave, a great new uh, goth rock uh, band. Goth is that wave. the guy from American Nightmare? Is it? I think uh, so. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, Wes Isel. But... Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's great. That's really yeah. cool. I really, really like Cold Cave a lot. I got into them last year. Uh, or maybe two years ago. Two years ago, when I was in like LA, I was listening. To, I was listening to them so much and enjoying it so much that I had to tell myself to stop, or or else I would like hate them because because of how much I was like I I didn't want to overexpose them to myself because of how much I enjoyed them. And then I just recently saw that they were on tour, uh, and I got a ticket for September. I paid for a ticket, Sydney. It's forty dollars, nice. very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, for Webster Hall. And uh, now it's given me an excuse to like re-dive back into them. And I love them so much. I can't wait to see them live. So I picked Cold Cave. Nice. Uh, Sid, what did you pick? Well, before I get to my pick, let me just do the RIP. And again, I, I can't remember the last time RIP wasn't for like a cool dead celebrity. But uh, two for this week were Paul Rubens and uh, Mark Margulis, a.k.a. Mm. Tio Salamanca. From Breaking also Bad, a bunch and, of Darren Aronofsky movies. Oh, he was. Yeah, which one? He was in Pie. He was in huh. Requiem for a Dream. He was like the Coney Island uh, bootlegger that uh, Jared Leto set his sells his mom's TV to that he gives back to his mom. Oh wow! I yeah, completely he a collaborator. With He's Darren had a great Aronofsky. career. So R.I.P. to both of those legends. A, a and, fellow member of the tribe. Yeah, well, Margulis. Yeah, is a very Jewish last name. Nobody complained that he was playing a Latino though on the. Mm -hmm. Breaking Bad series, but that's how right. good it was. Um, I've talked before about how New, New York City this year they're doing all this stuff for like the 50th anniversary of hip hop, yes. 
And there's a show, I think, this weekend in the Bronx, New York. And I saw that uh, Greg Nice was one of the performers, formerly of the rap group Nice and Smooth. Is this the one in uh, Yankee Stadium? Maybe. I don't know. I I think it's like some some park in the Bronx. Oh, okay. But uh, this is like a lower tier show. Hmm. But uh, so I picked one of my favorite uh, Nice and Smooth songs. It's the late... Late 80s, early 90s hip-hop group, and I picked Sometimes I Rhyme Slow. It's a very oh. good song. Dorinsky, what is your Sometimes favorite? I Rhyme Slow, Sometimes I Rhyme Quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we did the show already after Sinead O'Connor died last week, yeah. and it kind of felt remiss in not uh, putting a song up uh, from Sinead O'Connor's oeuvre. But the 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 um, the thing the backstory to me is that I always kind of put her in the Cardi B uh, type of bin for me. Like I, I always appreciated her activism and st- talking about her mental health and stuff, mm-hmm. but I just never really vibed with her music that much. And I felt like once that she died, I should go and that's why I didn't really put a song because I felt like it would be kind of hypocritical for me. Mm-hmm. Like, Here's this great Sinead O'Connor song, and I'm not really a fan, although I respected her as a person and a lot of the things she said really moved me and stuff but i i didn't uh, and her mental health struggles and all that but i was like why am i gonna play a song but then i started kind of listening to her music and there was some good like she's very much uh more uh sonically uh she's a lot of more variation in her music than i thought that she did i thought she was sort of like pop and ballads and really that's about it but there's like a lot of electronic stuff there's a lot of punk influence stuff really? reggae, like yeah if you get huh. like i wouldn't say she's doing straight up punk songs yeah. but like it, it creeps into the music you know so anyway the song that i played is a cover of uh, all apologies by nirvana which wow. was sort of a big hit i try not to to play the hits on here but it was so good and she's did that thing that i always say which is put your own spin on another band's music and it's a very different sounding version of the song and it was uh, a, a big single and a very successful single uh but that that was my Sinead O'Connor pick and I'm starting to listen to her more I, I, and I, I'm happy that I can include her music uh in my appreciation for her because I was a big fan of her as a human being yeah. on this earth and I found out she converted to Islam late in her life. Really? Know that. Yeah. Huh. The last uh, like 10 or so years of her life, she was a Muslim. I had no idea. Wow. And she changed her name to a Muslim name. What was it? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll look it up. So were people like being disrespectful by not using that name when she passed away? or I don't think so because she retained her, her stage name for like business purposes okay. to sell huh. records or whatever wow. but she uh she also got into trouble i found out the other day that she uh when she when she became a muslim she insulted like white people she's like i i, I understand why muslims don't uh, associate with white people and white people are disgusting and then she got she retracted that like i guess she was just she was uh, she was bipolar and she had a lot of mental health issues and she used to say things on the spur of the moment a lot yeah. but yeah so she did. Shuhada Sadaqat is her uh, yeah. Islamic name. Shuhada. Shuhada Sadaqat, oh, Shuhada. I would say. Okay. But she retained her name Sinead O'Connor for, in the music industry. Okay. That was her, her personal name, legal name. Hmm. It's wild, man. Stuff I just uncovered after she died that I never knew about her. I'm, yeah. I'm going to read her book next because she has a memoir that was written not that long ago. Oh, wow. 
And of course, if you want yourself a little more livecast, you can always check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash livecast. Five bucks a month gets you access to all of our bonus episodes. We have three years worth of bonus episodes. We just posted a new one. Uh, we do a listen along to the album Risk, which is celebrating an anniversary. Megadeth's worst album, or not worst album, Megadeth's harshest cr- critically reviewed album. Most disappointing. Most disappointing. It's, uh, it could be the worst. It's up there. Uh, you can hear us. Uh, we had some thoughts. Check that out on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Livecast. Also get a weekly column of TV recommendations from Sid and some other fun stuff in there. Uh, and if you want to throw in an extra five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month gets you access to uh, being a top Livecast fan of the week. Gets you a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. Let's uh, get through these shout outs. You got to uh, do it like Rudy. Eric, come here. People. Show me your tits. Yeah, you don't even have to tell me. Eric, uh, your tits belong to me, Eric. <laughs> your tits belong to Benjamin. Benjamin, your forearm belongs to me, Benjamin. <laughs> Dan R., your humorous belongs to me, Dan R., you understand? Sam, I am. No, I am. I am very possessive. I am Rudy Giuliani. Mindy Mayus Kipper, that belongs to me, too. Show me your Shashua Shasusits. Show me your Shashua Shasusits. Hugo likes tacos. Rudy likes tacos. Extra cheese, please. Rudy Don't likes shower. that pink taco. I, li- I like that mist. Uh, then we got Lando Danks. Those Danks belong to Rudy. You understand me? And LaCroix. The LaCroix doesn't belong to Rudy. I don't like LaCroix. I prefer a nice vintage seltzer. Vintage seltzer belongs to me. Corey and Scotty H belong to me. Doug Pigman, pig, I am a pig man, and, and the pig belongs to me. That's why the Jews, they have small penises. They don't eat pig. Uh, Douglas, who are you, Levison? Could who be. are you? I'm Rudy Giuliani. I'm America's mayor. You belong to me. Hey, guys, it's Josh. Hey, guys, it's Rudy. These tits belong to me. Hey, big tits. All right. How about the business cards? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, it's Josh. What, I'm supposed to know your name? You didn't give me a business card. All right, that's our show. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.